The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows. Hi, I'm Andrew Hermes, and you're listening to The Secrets of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, where we'll discuss the hidden layers and deeper meanings of this groundbreaking animated film from 2018. Joining me today on the panel are Thomas Salerno. Hey, Thomas. Hey, Andrew. And Robert King. Hi, Robert. Hi there. How's it going? Pretty good. Before we get going, uh, just wanted to say if you could please help us out by writing a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from and sharing the podcast with your friends to help us grow our community of listeners. All right, so Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse. I'm, I'm a bit surprised that it took us this long to talk about this film, but uh, it's it's never a dull time to talk about Spider-Man. I mean, he's almost unarguably the the biggest and most important character in the Marvel Universe. And in this movie, we get to see... <laughs> almost every iteration of spider-man some iterations i wasn't even aware of uh in one form or the other um so yeah it's it's a it's a wildly highly praised film and uh very much praised for its uh animation and and you know we'll get to that and and what we sort of thought of its uh, uh sort of his, historic and, and unique way of uh of approaching uh animation um but, uh, you know, before we get into all of that, I mean, just what are your what were your initial impressions of the film and, and your overall thoughts of, uh, of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? It's interesting because this might be my favorite Spider-Man film. Like, hands down. I, I yeah, don't know if, yeah. if, if that's a controversial statement, but and even, even after even after seeing No Way Home, it's still my favorite. Like, I just feel that th- there are. I have I've kind of an interesting relationship with the other Spider-Man films because there's always something about each Spider-Man film that bugs me. N- no pun intended. <laughs> that, that just that that just irks me. Something about the story or, or or the way it's written or, you know, but this movie, there's just. It's kinetic, it's frenetic, and mm-hmm. it, it never lets up. There is never a dull moment in this movie. And it's full of great character moments and just, as you said, stupendous animation. And I really think as like as a theatrical animated superhero movie, it's probably the most impactful, most influential since I would say since Batman Mask of the Phantasm. In terms of changing what you could do with a superhero animated movie on the big screen. Mm hmm. Yeah, Robert, what'd you think? Yeah, I, um, I'm not sure I would go quite so far in my praise. I, I have a few nitpicks of, of the movie. Um, but then again, I have a few nitpicks of all the other Spider-Man movies and, uh, (laughs) most movies I see generally. So, um, yeah, I, it, it is interesting seeing it, watching it again. I haven't watched it uh, since I watched No Way Home until preparing for this podcast. And and so watching it with No Way Home kind of in the background of my consciousness was was a different experience. And yeah. um, 
and kind of seeing how in some ways they're telling kind of the same story um and 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 then in other ways telling very different stories um so yeah yeah um all that said i think i think you're absolutely right it's undeniable that this is if not the very best spider-man movie ever made um maybe one of the best superhero movies ever made period um yeah it's 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 definitely up there in the top two <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i can't argue with anything you guys said i i i really 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 love this film and and you when i first when i first heard this movie was coming out i was like oh well that's cute they're doing an animated <laughs> spider-man movie i was like okay sony's just milking you know the their ip right and uh, i did not have the these sort of like I did not go into this film with such high, like the expectations that I probably should have had. Like, I don't think, I, I think this movie took a lot of people by surprise. Um, mm-hmm. And again, the, 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 the sort of u- unique aesthetic of the film is, is very captivating. I mean, there were tons and tons of animators working on this film and, and they sort of, it was a sort of a revolutionary way of, of going about doing a, an animated film and, and, and mixing a 2d space and 3d space and uh, everything that goes along with that. And then, uh, I mean, on top of that, it was, it's just a good movie. It's, it's a good story. It's a co- very compelling Spider-Man story at its core. Um, yeah. We get like, you know, a dozen different Spider-Man, Spider-Women in this film, but it's a, it's a very, miles morales uh focused story um and at the same time a very you know i would say perfect peter parker story uh uh, a peter Mm -hmm. parker that's that's older and 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 aged and has gone through uh gone through the ringer and and is is in a tough spot right um uh, one peter parker that that's died right uh even so and was blonde what's up with that what was that the yeah, Peter Parker was blonde. was blonde. Oh yeah, blonde what? Peter Parker. Yeah, Chris yeah, Pine. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think just to differentiate him from the other Peter in the movie, but yeah, it was interesting and how they kind of melded different aspects of the different Spider-Man comic book universes kind of into this one sort of amalgam universe. That that was very interesting, and it was it, mm-hmm. it, it felt to me the the most like a comic book leapt off the pages than I've ever Mm -hmm. seen in hardly any other superhero movie. It was just direct from panel to screen. And that that's one of the most beautiful things about it. I think. Yeah. The only other movie I can think that even comes close is, uh, Ang Lee's Hulk. Um, which, which used a lot of the same editing techniques and and actual comic comic book. book paneling. But, um, but yeah, it's the the way they used comic book conventions, like um, especially when he was first discovering his powers, um, they used comic book conventions like like thought caption uh, boxes. And, right. um, uh, you know, the, that's when the paneling started to move around in the in the screen composition and so on. Um, so they used those comic book conventions to kind of express his de- 
exploration and, and discovery of his powers. And I thought that was really clever. And, and uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's a, it's a comic book movie. That's not afraid of its comic book roots. Right. And then mm-hmm. obviously being an animated film, it, it has sort of the benefit of uh, being able to, to lean into that really hard. Yeah. You can um, do whatever you want. Exactly. Time. Yeah. And, uh, but again, I mean, they, the movie could have easily been uh, a convoluted, you know, mess. Um, and I, I think it, 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 the movie does a brilliant job of of interweaving all these different universes and these different characters, and and making sure the emotional weight of the film uh, doesn't sort of get put pushed to the side. Because um, it really is a very, a very, uh, you know, at times very emotional film. Um, it doesn't shy away from the sort of uh, typical, uh, you know, Spider-Man uh, uh, characteristic that we know that Spider-Man just always has to suffer great loss uh, at the expense of of being a superhero and, and having these powers. Right. You know, it's, it's with great mm-hmm. power comes great responsibility um, and also great loss. Uh, we, we see that in almost every Spider-Man film and and every great Spider-Man arc uh you know uh that that that's usually a, a big focus uh uh of the plot and the and the story and the the character evolution and and this film this i mean we again like like i mentioned you know we we see a, a peter parker that's divorced from mary jane and then is like down in the dumps he's 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 older um yeah again we uh peter parker that that that's that, that green goblin actually kills um you know so mm-hmm. uh, and and of course we we get to see the 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 origin story uh and the evolution of of Miles Morales who's an interesting character because I, have either of you ever read any of the the Miles comics I have not not a lot but I yeah. I, I have I have read some cuz like when he first appeared as as part of the the Ultimates line of comics like I remember being like among the people who was kind of skeptical and like they're introducing a new Spider-Man what and he's not Peter right. Parker and then like years later I ended up picking up one of the trade paperbacks I think it was like the first Brian Michael Bendis run of Ultimate yeah. Spider-Man with Miles Morales I just yeah. on on a lark I picked it up and I read it and I'm like wow this is actually really good I kind of almost like miles a little bit more than peter right so like i mm-hmm. I, I became one of the converted the people was like i like this character i like his backstory i like and even in those ultimate comics and they incorporated this into the movie part of his backstory was having witnessed peter parker's death and being one of the that being one of the things that drives him as a character and i thought it made him such an interesting character, and he had an interesting family dynamic. His family's alive, unlike Peter, you know. And so most it, it of makes, his family, most <laughs> yeah. of his family. So right, it, yeah. it, it makes him uh, just a very different Spider-Man. But still, he he has that 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 hard to define Spider-Man quality. And so, and and I think that really shines out in this movie. Like all the different Spider-Men and women feel like they should be part of the Spider-Verse. Hmm. yeah yeah and you know we we again we get to see like i think what what captivated audiences as well as like you get to see a character like miles morales who you know the general audience is not going to be familiar with unless you're you know into the comics we 
we haven't seen Miles Morales in any sort of uh, theatrical or, you know, I, I, you know, uh, kids might be familiar with him from the like the the Spider-Man kid shows that my daughter watch watches uh, or the but, video game. Yeah. Or the video game. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, general audiences are like, OK, who is this character? I mean, it, if if you're thinking about. You know, I think Sony and and Marvel they they really made a good choice in, in having Miles Morales sort of be the 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 main the main Spider Man of this film because you know you could easily just make a Peter Parker animated Spider Man movie and he he's a Spider Man that everyone knows and everyone's familiar with um, but I think uh, audiences being able to see uh, a Spider Man who's you know, not white and seeing other Spider-Man in the, in the movie that is Spider-Women. Uh, you get to see uh, Spider-Man from uh, different parts of the world. Uh, and not only that, you're getting to see, see animators behind that, that, that get to lend their hand and, and, and uh, their, their unique sort of style of, of, of animating and, and weaving it all together uh, into just, the sort of the 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 movie screen being just just huge canvas and 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 uh you know every frame literally being a painting uh, it's it's really uh mm-hmm. um i think everyone who's seen the film again you know we bring up the animation a lot it, it's you know sony decided to just have like a team of of animators from all over the world and uh, i forget how many animators they had working on this film it was hundreds i believe um and uh you know the the way they were able to 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 get it done and put it all together and then have all these different uh aesthetics uh put into the film was it was i mean it's really hasn't been done before so i i guess just as far as animation goes like what what did you guys think of it did you have any other thoughts about it i i loved the way that they used the different styles of animation, like right in the the title credits, you know, before anything gets shown on screen they're you know, they're showing the producer credit. You know, this is a Columbia picture. This is a Sony picture. This is in association with Marvel. And they're flipping through all these different animation styles even there. And it's setting up the idea of the multiverse um, that these different animation styles um reflect the different universes and the different possibilities, the, the huge number of possibilities. Um, but, but even within the main universe of the film, like each character seemed to have like a slightly different animation style. Um, like, um, the Kingpin Wilson Fisk, uh, right. It, It was like right at the midpoint of the movie when you get a a glimpse of his backstory, how, how his wife came in on him as he was, you know, trying to kill Spider-Man and the horror on her face and, and, and how she was trying to protect their child and, and how that's what caused her to leave him. And it's, it's, it's like really tragic, but the animation style changed to reflect it. It became very painterly and kind of almost watercolors. And um, yeah, it, it, I loved the the way that they they just did that so uh, lovingly with each character. Yeah, I definitely agree. And and we we mentioned before how they they introduced like 
visuals from the comics. You could almost see the the, the little kind of pointillist art, you know, the, yeah. the the little dots from like the comic books. You could see they, they used obviously, you know, thought the, the balloons, half toning. The half to mm. yeah, thought balloons, yeah. word bubbles. Um even in, in the in, in the device as it's opening up dimensions, there's the classic Kirby crackle. You know, that, yes, that Jack Kirby that. would yep. put in in weird energies in his in uh, his his comic book panels. And it, it just like I said, it, it's like a comic book left off the page, but in full Technicolor brilliance. It's such a gorgeous movie. Like you said, like any frame from this movie, you could just hang on a wall and just mm-hmm. be like, I mean, like, I'd love to have panels from this movie <laughs> in my room. It just it's just that good looking, you know, and it's. Yeah, it's in, and I love how each character from the multiverse, yeah, is like in their own style, like um, a Penny Parker looks like an anime character. She's drawn yeah. in kind of an anime style. You have Spider-Man noir in that kind of, you know, grayscale kind of you know black and white which is great and it yeah it's just i love how immediately you know every single character who they are that they chose a good group of spider-men for this because they're all distinctive the audience knows immediately who they are and what their deal is there's no confusing of spider-men in this yeah well, and and the artwork serves those characters. It, it like right. it blossoms out of the characters. And and so, like, I remember the um, when I first saw the trailer for Into the Spider-Verse and like everyone else, I was blown away by the animation. But my big fear was, oh, man, is this going to be like a visual spectacle with no story behind it? But but the real triumph of the visuals of the, of the animation is how every single frame of it serves the story. It pushes the story forward. It, it, it develops the characters. It develops the world. It's, it's not gratuitous or superfluous in any way. It's, it's, it's all like the writing and the voice acting and the animation and everything in it is working together to tell you this amazing story. Absolutely. And, and, you know, this, the story that they're telling it, it's, you know, yeah, it is this origin story of miles. And, and I think it's, it's very interesting. Uh, the, the sort of direction they went with, with having this sort of, again, this broken down Peter Parker be his mentor, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're first introduced to like, this perfect Spider-Man, right? The, the Chris Pine Spider-Man. And then, you know, then he dies. <laughs> so he's stuck with the, you know, I, this... I love what Miles calls him the janky old broke hobo Spider-Man. Yes. yes. <laughs> crack up. That was brilliant. Well, oh, and, yeah. and Peter B. Parker, when he sees the news report, he's like, you know, there he was, he was young and he was blonde. <laughs> it was like, I was almost perfect. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, I mean, this is again, this is a Peter Parker that this is a, a Spider movie for everyone because, like, me, like, I'm 35, right? If if I'm probably the same age of the Peter Parker in this film, I mean, if he, he's been Spider Man for 20 years, and if Peter Parker became Spider Man in high school, like, you know, he's he's probably roughly around 35. So yeah. he's he's in this particular you know part of his life 
again, I mean, thankfully I'm not down in the gutter like he is. You know, I'm still married. I'm, I'm still, you know, I, uh, I have uh, many things to be <laughs> thankful for, but you know, it's like this sort of existential crisis that he's going through. You know, it's like, Oh, I've been, I've been Spider-Man for 20 years and you know, I I've, you know, I've been a superhero. I've saved so many people and uh, you know, everyone knows who I am. I, I, I'm in comic books They're They made toys, uh, you know, that look like me. And then it's like, man, you know, I might like, should I still be saving the world? You know, he's going through this sort of thing. Right. And this is the the person that they choose to, <laughs> to mentor miles. And, 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 mm-hmm. and obviously it's, 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 it works. It's, it's sort of the perfect person for, for, for miles to be uh, sort of guided by because he's, He's seen everything. And then uh, and obviously the you know, it's like the student becomes the teacher. You know, this this Peter Parker gets to see this this new uh, superhero evolve and this and remind him of like why it's so amazing to 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 be Spider-Man and, and to 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 learn that it's really a, a privilege to to be granted these powers, even though you have to all that suffering comes with it. Um, I thought this was sort of the central theme of the film. And, and uh, I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts of how, you, you know, how you thought they handled it uh, in regards to this, this Peter Parker and, and this Miles and, uh, and how they approached it. I guess I, I loved the contrast between Miles at the, the very beginning of his Spider-Man career. Um, and Peter B. Parker really feeling like he had he had messed everything up. Um, he had messed up his he had messed up being Peter Parker. Uh, you know, he was divorcing MJ. Um, he had messed up being Spider-Man. Um, he, he had, you know, just let himself go as everyone was, you know, pointing out his gut. And um, and and it's just. um yeah, that that contrast brought out, I think it, it it opened up both of their wounds because Miles Miles himself was looking for looking for guidance, looking for a father figure, looking for somebody to uh, show him who he should be. And even even while he was desperately trying to define himself for himself you know he's in that classic teenage dilemma and peter b parker is on the other side of that coin he's like well i've defined who i wanted to be and i didn't like it and i had you know i don't know what to do with with who i have become who i have um you know character is you know is is habitual action and and Peter B. Parker's habitual action has led him down this path of, of kind of dissolution. And, and they both have to wrestle with, okay, how do I deal with um, questions of authority questions of, of um, you know, my responsibility to other people, um, my responsibility to myself and, and seeing them kind of, contrasted and and kind of bouncing off each other was was i think really uh a a great approach to to drawing out that theme 
Yeah, that contrast is interesting, right? Because I think that the two of them, Peter B. and Miles, bring out the best in one another. And in that eventually. way, mm-hmm. yeah, eventually. <laughs> yeah. And in right. that way, I think they're, they're, they're kind of this perfect match. The, the, the disillusioned older Spider-Man with kind of the younger, more idealistic sort of visionary Spider-Man, because Miles has a visionary spirit. He's an artist, you know, yeah. he, he can see the, the beauty in a, in a blank wall. You know, he, he can see the potential like when he's, he's spray painting down in the sewers with his uncle. And it's like it's yeah, it, it's very much that like Peter B is like the, the person he needed in his life at that time, as opposed to like more, you could say, more negative mentors like his uncle who, you know, you know, even though he's he's kind to Miles, he, he loves Miles He's still not a good role model because he's living this secret double life as the Prowler. And you also Mm -hmm. see Miles as he's dealing with this different father, these different father figures come to appreciate his own father over the course of the whole movie. Whereas, you know, in the beginning of the movie that they don't really understand one another. And by Mm -hmm. the end of the movie, they're they're really close and they just have this great relationship growth. And I, I thought that theme of fathers and mentors was really strong throughout the whole film. Yeah. One of the few nitpicks I have of the film is that the um, Miles own father, uh, I think the character's name is, is Jefferson. Um, yeah. He. He didn't get enough screen time to see his sort of arc of transformation because he he changed and learned to recognize miles's spark as he put it and and but that's true it's like i wanted to see a little bit more of that that arc of transformation um as well but uh but you know it's it's as you said it's a frenetic movie so yeah i mean you need time to uh to meet you know someone like penny who's like the the anime version of spider-man yeah. who's who, oh, yeah. who is who has like a telepathic link to a spider that lives in the robot of her deceased father i love that <laughs> i love that i, I for some, whatever, somehow they made that clear yeah, yeah <laughs> like, for whatever reason i i i liked that character i i, I think it's just because she and the robot are so visually interesting and that just appealed oh, yeah. to me Oh, it's great. And, you know, uh, and it makes total sense like that. This is an anime version of Spider-Man. Like this is a total this would totally be like 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 I'm I'm not too familiar with with anime, but like I've watched a few and this like, yeah, uh, Yeah, it's not a stretch that would happen. Yeah, Yeah, it's totally not a stretch. And and speaking of other like really weird and and unique Spider-Man, I mean, obviously we have to bring up Nicolas Cage as as Spider-Man Noir. (laughs) (laughs) Perfectly cast. Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. You know, and and it's like, yeah, we we, we get to spend time with, uh, I mean, Spider-Pig even. Who's yeah? <laughs> I mean, spider, spider, spider ham. Thank spider you. Spider ham. Sorry, yeah. spider ham. Oh, sorry. And, and N- yeah. Noir. He he has my favorite line of the movie when when they're they're all trying to push Peter when when they're in the spider cave and they're right. they're telling oh, yeah. him to do different things and they're pushing him really hard and so Spider Man Noir says, "Can you close off your feelings so you don't get crippled by the moral ambiguity of your violent actions?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> That, just, that that was brilliant. That is so my meta. favorite line of the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so meta. Yeah, it's like these 
you know, they serve like as, as like comic relief, you know, in, in the film, like we get, you know, these, these sort of like, these are like memes basically on screen, right? Like these yeah. characters that are, they're there, but they, you know, they're again, each one of them still gets a, like one of the most significant lines in the film, like, like the one you just quoted from, from Spider-Man noir or, or, you know, like right at the crisis moment, you've got spider ham saying the hardest part of this job is that you can't save everyone, yeah. you know? And, and it's like, they, these aren't throwaway characters. They're, they're kind of a little bit in the background, you know, compared to Peter B and, and spider Gwen. But, um, but yeah, they are, they are still a significant part of the movie and, and, and of the dynamic of miles's experience of becoming a Spider-Man. Yeah. And, you know, I think that they all sort of represent, you know, that, you know, there's after the credits roll, there's a, you know, they put up a, a line, I think, from Stan Lee, um, where he mm-hmm. says, like, anyone can wear the mask, you know. So right. it's, uh, that, that's that's sort of the the nature of of comics and, and comic storytelling. It's, you know, there there's so many like now we're in this like Marvel's leaning heavily into the multiverse in this sort of phase four and, and phase five. Right. Um, but mm-hmm. this movie kind of like, you know introduced it to, to audiences like before um, they got into it, it in the, in the live action sort of space. And uh, yeah, it's, it, it's going to be hard to beat <laughs> uh, what, what they did with this film. And then obviously it has sort of that advantage again, being animated uh, you can have this sort of uh, again, these levels of like comic relief uh, and silly characters, but at the same time, carry, carry that emotional way throughout the film. And, and, you know, I think Marvel, obviously, the MCU uh, has a reputation of doing that pretty well, obviously, with the uh, the Infinity Saga. You know, it's those movies are like literally comic books brought to life. And uh, this mm-hmm. movie just takes it to that extra level, you know, that 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 it can. And uh, I thought that, again, I don't think we could speak enough about how how perfectly they executed it. And the fact that we're going to get to see more of it with, with the, uh, we're, we know we're getting at least what, two more sequels. Yeah. It's a part one and a part two. They say. Yeah. Across the spider verse. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's uh, a day on the spider verse. I think I think it's across, across the spider verse, across the spider verse. That's what Wikipedia told me anyway. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Wikipedia is never we, wrong. <laughs> never. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, I think that the, the, you know, comic books get to, that's why I think you know, Marvel is having a, a sort of a, a sort of a mixed bag of results. I would say now that they're trying to tell this multiverse story, you know, they're, they're just getting their sort of feet wet into in that sort of thing. And, and it works so well in comics again, because you have all these different writers and all these different animators that, that can tell their versions of the story. and, and they can cross over and, uh, you know, so, sort of have a limitless opportunity, have limitless opportunities and in, in, in telling these these wild stories. And then uh, I think I think the blueprint is this film of, of how you sort of can handle it. I think that's why we, you know, a lot of people say this is not only one of the best, you know, animated movies of all time. Uh, it's it's arguably one of the best comic book movies, period, of all time. It's going to be interesting to see. Like, uh, 
where they go from here. I mean, I, the I'm sure you guys have seen the trailer. I mean, obviously, yeah. the, the Spider-Man 2099 is <laughs> going to be heavily involved. Well, it, yeah. it's funny because he's he's in the post credit scene right. for this movie, yes. which I missed on my first viewing. Oh, no, <laughs> I didn't see it. I only saw oh, it no. in this most recent rewatch. I'm like, there's a post credit. Really? Oh, my yeah. gosh. And I'm like, which and that scene cracked me up i was laughing so hard with the whole like you're pointing you're pointing you're pointing pointing. look at your hand that was well and with the the huge setup the the dramatic setup of of you know him receiving you know you will be the first one to you know go through the dimension you know go through the dimensions on your own yeah and 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 it's like oh this is going to be he's setting up to be i know the great hero or the great villain or something and and it's just all about pointing and it's (laughs) it's the meme (laughs) yeah and and Uh, obviously spider-man no way home uh gets gets into the multiverse uh multiverse story and and mm -hmm. you know made everyone's uh childhood dreams come true uh getting to see all you know all three live action spider-man on screen together yeah, I think this this like I don't I don't know I don't know like if this movie was inspiration for that, but I would not be surprised if, if you know if it was. I think uh, again, I, th- this was this could have been this might have been uh, a good uh, like an, a, a test or an example for Marvel to say like, hey, okay, what do what do how how do how will audiences react to a, a multiverse story? You know, I think Spider Man No Way Home did a remarkable job. You know, I. Yeah, I have like nitpicky things with that film as well. I think overall Into the Spider-Verse is probably a better overall movie than than No Way Home is. But, you know, obviously No Way Home has that sort of visceral nostalgic factor going for it that, (laughs) you know, that 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 makes us, you know, just cry with joy. Right. So I think it had that going for it and and it kind of masks whatever shortcomings that movie had uh, uh, going for it. So, yeah. No way home. No way home was was kind of like really a deep dive into the Peter B. Parker story of of Into the Spider Verse. Not not that not that Peter in the MCU had ruined his life or or was facing a midlife crisis, but that he had messed things up in a very bad way, and mm. and it was his clearly his fault. And in the same way that is clearly Peter B's fault that he, you know, let himself get into a, a horrible rut in, in his life. And neither of them can solve their problem on their own. And that's one of the the big, uh, you know, one of the other big themes of the, both of those movies is the idea of uh, a family or a community or, or you know, that, that we're not alone. We're never in this alone. And we can't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah, I really appreciated that. I, I liked the focus on, you know, Miles's family dynamics and the kind of new family of spider people, which mm-hmm. is brilliant. I, I, I love that they go to Aunt May's house and that Aunt May yes. yeah. is totally yes. <laughs> not surprised to see any of them there. You know, she, her house is open to all spider people from across the multiverse. And I just thought that was so sweet and so poignant. I loved it. Yeah, it was perfect. That was great. Yeah, that that's that like yeah, that that was a great moment of the film. And and you know, speaking of moments, uh, you know, before we wrap up, like maybe just bring up some of your favorite scenes, lines, characters. You know, 
And I, I know you guys got some for me. I, I already mentioned the the kingpin scene where he, you know, his backstory is revealed. And that that's definitely one of my favorites. But I I think I'm going to go with the way um, and they did this sort of twice in the movie. The They used montage to show kind of the transformation that that Miles was facing. And the first one was uh, when he was going to school and just everything from school was happening all at once. And and it literally felt like it was piling on top of him. And then they used the same technique again after he broke out of his, uh, you know, after he broke out of his chair to, to go join the other spider people to save the universe. Um, and he literally climbed up a building to take a leap of faith. And, and you get all yep. of the uh, encouragement and lessons and help that everyone is giving sort of, again, piling on top of him, but, but in a, in a way that builds him up instead of weighs him down. And, and I thought those were really fantastic scenes. I mean, that one, that's it for me. I mean, uh, that's probably <laughs> a lot of people's favorite scene is, is that, that leap of faith, you know, scene and, and uh, it, I mean, everything about it. I mean, the, the, the song is great. The what's up danger song, you know, is, is great. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, the soundtrack, I mean, the, the oh, whole yeah. summer, uh-huh. like that sunflower song was playing everywhere. I mean, it was uh, the, the music play, plays a big role in this film as well. And, and I think uh, it, it was a very, very Brooklyn movie, you know, like Peter Parker is, is that, that guy from Queens and Miles Morales is, you know, very, very Brooklyn. And, and, and again, that was, I think the the animators and uh, the writers did a great job of of having the setting also be its own character on screen and yeah just again like you said the Peter like having Peter Parker's advice like just replaying in his head and knowing that he'll he'll never be hundred percent sure that that he was that he's ready to be Spider Man but he just has to take that again that quote unquote leap of faith and it's it's a beautiful beautiful uh, introduction. F- uh, maybe the one of the best uh, cinematic introductions for a superhero that that you're gonna see. That's that's definitely my 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 favorite scene. I would just note uh, a couple other uh, kind of minor scenes that it, that I either noticed for the first time on this, like well, one that I noticed for the first time on this new watch through was that uh, Miles does the classic Spider-Man tries to save Gwen from falling. But he right. succeeds. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 oh. I thought that was nice when when she's yeah. almost going to fall into the device and yes. he saves her during the. Yeah, I noticed that almost like aha! I, I, I see what you've done there, movie. There, there, there's a lot of great callbacks to the kind of Spider-Man lore and mythos. Another thing that I really liked is that they they took a kind of minor and lesser known Spider-Man uh, Rogues Gallery uh, person like Prowler. And made mm-hmm. him kind of terrifying in in yeah. those scenes where he's chasing Peter around or when he's in the apartment with him, but he can't see him. I'm like, Prowler is actually really scary in this movie. And that really unsettling, off-putting kind of, I don't know what that sound is, but that sound mm-hmm. that appears whenever Prowler's around. Um, mm-hmm. That's sort of like... record scratch from hell like i I don't know what that sound is but like it's like 
that I just found that really effective. The sound design around Prowler kind of made him into a presence in this movie that I, I never thought like I had known of his character from the comics, but like in this movie, and especially since he's also Miles's uncle Aaron, that whole that creates a whole other dimension to the character. He he's not just a one note henchman in this movie. He actually, you know, is a huge part of the story and, and his loss, you know, is kind of is all is one of the turning points of the film, I think. And in, in fact, that that whole mm-hmm. yeah. scene where, Absolutely. you know, he he tells Miles, you know, I wanted you to look up to me, but I failed you. That was one of the moments I cried. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that I got I got emotional mm-hmm. in that scene. And another scene where I got emotional is when Peter B is going to co- go back and he tells Miles, what if I mess up again? Uh-huh. And for and it's a simple line, but for whatever reason, that that kind of reached into my chest and just squeezed my heart a little bit where he's yeah. like, what, what, what if I mess up again? And Miles is just like, you won't. And that simple exchange was just really effective. It little moments in this movie are really effective. And the, the, the whole the whole film just comes together. It, it It's just it, you can. You can tell it was a labor of love and just craftsmanship from like top to bottom, you know, voice mm-hmm. acting, animation, music, writing, the whole lot. And and that that moment you were just talking about, the, the writing is so specific there because it's a callback to earlier in the movie when Miles asks, how will I know that I'm ready? And right. Peter B replies, you you won't. Yeah, it's a leap of leap faith. Of faith. That's all it is. You have to take that leap of faith. And then in, in the montage, Miles changes the line. It's how will I know that I'm Spider-Man? And and he hears again, Peter B reply. You won't. You won't know. You have to take the leap of faith. And so when Peter B is asking, he's asking, how will I how do I know I won't screw up again? Right. And Miles says, you won't. And mm-hmm. and the first time I saw it, I thought, oh, you won't screw up again. But no, it's you won't know, which is why Peter right. gets it. Right. It's, it's a, leap a leap of faith. Of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that it, it reminds me of something. Uh, um, a priest friend of mine was talking about um, Genesis and the the choice of Adam and Eve in the garden, right? And they have a there are two trees in the garden. There's the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the tree that they approached was the tree of knowledge. They had the tree of life right there, but they went to the tree of knowledge. And and the priest was making the point of, you know, all our all our mistakes, all our sins are that that choice of trying to get knowledge, which gives us control over the situation rather than trying to seek life, trusting in the one who is life. Right. And, and so it's, it's that knowledge versus faith. It's, it's, you know, you can't know you have to have faith. Yeah. That, that's in the faith comes the knowledge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah uh, Peter B can't, no, and he's desperate to know kind of what the future holds for him. You know, will I screw up again? But it's like he 
he he can't hold he has to stop holding on to that that desire for absolute you know control over his life you know like he he just mm-hmm. needs to abandon it to the, the the leap of faith yeah i i hadn't thought of that before that's brilliant well it's not my thought like i said a priest friend well, of yeah. mine <laughs> kind of <laughs> stuck it in my head but but yeah it's um yeah you can't know you you just have to live it yeah it's like that you know when when uh when 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 Peter is, is, uh, you know, kind of training miles, you know, early in the movie and they're swinging through the forest. He's like, he's like, everyone knows the best way to learn is under intense life-threatening pressure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And, and I feel like that some days. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I think the, the movie is just sprinkled, you know, with, with sort of a lot of like words of wisdom and, and, you know, this, the sort of best, advice you could give to someone who's you know aiming to be a superhero and 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 we see that's that moment like you know obviously come together where you know they're they're sort of defeated at the end they're trying to get they're trying to fight mm-hmm. off the henchmen and 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 like and miles is you know says like hey i'm i'm the guy that's gonna uh, turn that the collider off and and i'm gonna get you all home uh, and, mm-hmm. and I made a promise, so I'm going to keep it. So I think, again, he knew in that moment he had to be the one to 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 step up. And uh, and it took being at the lowest moment for him to realize that. Uh, again, I think that goes to your point, uh, Robert. It's like you can't just attain that knowledge. You have to you have to you have to go through the <laughs> go through the mud a little bit. Um, and mm-hmm. and, that, and that's that's the best way to, to, to sort of learn. And and it's you know it's it's th- it's through suffering um and we know we know that as as christians through suffering that where we can can, uh, can obtain the, the greatest love yeah i mean what more can we say about this film it, it's it's so good i know we can go on and on but uh i think that's a good place to to maybe wrap up but um unless there's uh any final thoughts guys any any anything you guys wanted to uh to say before we wrap up here just that i'm really looking forward to the sequels oh yeah 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 um, there's a rumored sequel uh, that they'll have about the Spider Women, and I'm 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 That's realizing right, yeah. we, we actually haven't talked much about Gwen uh, right. and the role she I know, plays. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> but I I just want to say, you know, if we're talking favorite scenes, that is maybe the best meet cute of any <laughs> any movie I've ever seen. It's like let go of my hair. I can't. I'm trying. <laughs> and the whole. You don't get can to I say, say I like your haircut. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, so I mean, it's like, yeah, this movie just worked on on every level. Yeah, it really did. And yeah, I wish. Yeah. Spider Gwen was such a great character and they handled her so well. And, and I hope we get to see uh, we get to see that Spider-Woman film and, and get to see more of her. Um, I thought her and uh, and Miles's friendship uh, was 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 really was really cool. And um the sort of evolution of that, uh, how she she started off as someone who didn't trust anyone, and then mm-hmm. in the end, you know, had, knew she had a friend in, in Miles. Yeah, and and yeah, really quickly. Uh, obviously, uh, I thought Kingpin was a great villain. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Le- Leah Schreiber, I think, voiced him. Oh really? Yeah, uh, I could be wrong. Did he? Yeah, um, he did. Uh, and obviously the way they drew him, like, just yeah. Captain Bond, Star Cock. well, yeah, 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 his, yeah, Bulk just was big, fantastic. Oh my gosh. His head in like, almost like the middle of his torso. Oh, <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's great. And it's cool because, you know, we have such a great Wilson Fisk and Vincent D'Onofrio from the Daredevil series. And to, they, they you know, to have, it was kind of a bold move to, to, to choose him to be the villain because, uh, you know, I think Daredevil was still, was still on, you know, um, or may have just ended at the time. Um, and everyone, when you think of Kingpin, everyone thinks of, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio's iteration, but, uh, yeah, I thought this was a great, a great, uh, iteration of Kingpin that, that can stand on its own. And I thought it was a great, uh, you know, voice performance by uh, Leo Schreiber. Um, I mean, the whole cast was amazing. Uh, I thought the, the voice cast is like, as good as you're going to get, you know, Brian Tyree Henry as, as Jefferson, uh, obviously you got everyone from Nick Cage to, uh, Mahershala Ali as, as, uh, as Aaron and, uh, Jake Johnson as a great Peter B and Shamik Moore as well as Morales, Haley Seinfeld, Gwen Stacy, just all around Lily Tomlin as Aunt May. <laughs> yeah. 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 Very, and and I, I definitely want to call May. out, uh, Catherine Hahn as Doc yes. Ock. I'm, I, I love <laughs> Actually, my friends call me Liv. My enemies <laughs> call me Doc Ock. <laughs> Another great line. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they went with the, the the female version of Doc Ock as well. Um, mm-hmm. Again, just just showing the the sort of breadth of of the the Spider Man universe and and what the the comics have to offer. Because you know, th- there's there's no chance we'll we'll, we'll see ten or twenty percent of these characters in live action. Uh, MCU movies so uh, the fact that we can we can see them on, on screen uh, in, in animation uh, in, a, in a film like this is really fun so yeah I think uh, I think that'll do it uh, that's it from us question is what do you guys think of uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse uh, let us know by commenting on the show uh, at sqpn.com slash secrets uh, or the StarQuest Facebook page or send us an email at um, secrets at sqpn.com Until next time, uh, Robert King, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. It's been great fun. And Thomas Salerno, thank you as well. Thanks so much, Andrew. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the secrets of movies and TV shows on StarQuest. Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. PlayStation Portable. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at starquest.fm slash PSP.